Well, hello, everybody. This is Chris McPeak, host of the Elevate Your Eight podcast. I am attempting to record an episode in my vehicle today because as I'm recording this, I am driving to Podcast Movement Evolutions. It is day two of a conference that I registered for. Actually, it's really just day one because yesterday was an opening party and check-in and stuff. So actually, I'm gonna pause this right now and see if I like it. You're listening to the Elevate Your Aid podcast, where we firmly believe that time management and productivity is just a matter of simple mathematics and prioritization. Productivity guru and self-care ninja Chris McPeak will debunk your biggest time management limiting beliefs. It's time to hear from everyday people like you sharing their tips and strategies for success and learning how to incorporate small changes in your life in order to make the most of every hour in your day. If you're ready to prioritize, synthesize, and realize your daily needs and wants, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, podcaster, and wannabe 200 breaststroke national champion, Chris McPeak. And sure enough, I do like it. I think you can probably tell that I'm in my car, but I think the clarity of the recording is pretty good. So we're just gonna keep rolling and maybe I'll keep this in the show and maybe I won't. The opening day of this podcast conference has given me a lot to think about with regards to our approach to networking. And I feel it's necessary to bring this up on this particular show. When you're thinking about the whole Elevate Your Aid concept and again, Focusing specifically on work, because I'm going to be talking about that a little bit over the next next couple weeks. Because remember, the Elevate Your Aid philosophy is that if you're honoring your work-life balance and you're only working eight hours a day, and if you're honoring your wellness and you're sleeping eight hours at night, then the key to time management is those other eight. So to honor our work-life balance and work those only eight hours a day, we have a lot that we need to juggle. And part of it definitely has to do with the way we approach our work, the way we enjoy our work or don't enjoy our work, and things of that nature. So I'm, I'm going to come to a head now here, I promise. The concept of your work and when you're out in your work community, and so for me, that's a couple different things. In my day job, it's when I go talk to other community college fundraisers and alumni and development people, how how I choose or how I approach what people refer to as networking. And a little over a year ago, I wrote a blog post and the name of that blog post was why I don't network and I'm proud of it. And the way that I was approaching networking before was coming from a place of being what I call a situational extrovert. When I was in college, and graduate school, I was way extroverted, like way off the Myers-Briggs chart with E. And it was no problem at all for me to walk into a room full of strangers and meet somebody off the bat and connect with them and talk with them and enjoy. Holding a conversation is not the problem with me. The problem is having the courage to go up to somebody that I don't know. In a situation where I'm at an event, and I know for sure that I'm going to know at least one other person in that room. I feel like there's a safety thing when you are, or when you are networking or at a networking opportunity and you can go into that space with somebody who you know that gives you confidence that you know if 
the place is, if the event is like a total, <laughs> total waste of time or it's completely dead or, or there, you're not connecting with folks, whatever, that there's at least one other person in that room that you can talk to and you won't have to leave early without getting a beverage or a snack and you feel like the whole time has just been wasted and you've, and you've thrown it all away. So I'm completely happy going to a networking event knowing somebody. If I'm going to an event like that and I don't know anybody, I'm really, really out of my comfort zone and I have to push myself to be open and to either allow myself to approach somebody in a check-in line or if they're sitting by themselves on a sofa, ask, can I join you here? And and have that conversation, etc. So yesterday was great because I carpooled to the event with my friend Peggy Kelly. Peggy was a guest on this show a little over a year ago and Peggy is an event planner and an event producer and she is starting her podcast very, very soon. So she registered for this event, we went together. And while we were there, I would say the first two hours we were there, we were there by ourselves. And we were sitting on this couch in the lobby, kind of, you know, killing time until the opening party started. And it was interesting because there were other women our age and even a little bit older who were coming up and saying, can I join you guys? Because you look like you know what you're doing. And we both kind of had a chuckle at that because it was our first podcasting conference and Peggy hasn't even started her show yet. So we, well, we chuckled and we were like, yes, okay, so we think we know what we, <laughs> we think we know what we're doing, but please come sit down and join us. And that happened with three separate uh, females. And eventually there was kind of a group of five of us hanging out and, and chatting. So then some other people from our Rise and Bloom group started filtering in and we connected with them and the party started and we went inside and, and got our beverages and then came back out and sat down. And in the big group of us, all the Rise and Bloom girls, we were talking about um, sort of how to approach this event and, and what we wanted to get out of it. And then Peggy had shared this really interesting way of, of talking to somebody and breaking the ice and sort of bridging that gap. So obviously, at a podcasting conference, you're there because you're connected to the podcasting realm in some way. And Peggy had been listening to another show, and I forget whose show it was. It might have been Brandon, Brendan Bruchard, I think is his name. And he was talking about attending networking events. So it was the perfect show for Peggy to sink her teeth into. The question that, that Brendan said that you should say in an event like this is what brings you here? And that is a very different open-ended type of scenario rather than saying, what do you do? And, and if you've ever been to a networking event of this nature, then you know that sometimes what people tend to say is what do you do? What do you do for a living? What, uh, where do you work? And I think those types of things shut off conversation because they make you talk about yourself as if you are your job. And, and I've, been preaching that both to young professionals in housing and even like to myself because when I decided that it was time to get out of housing that was really really it was hard for me and it was easy for me at the same time because I had aligned so much of my personality to the fact that I was a quote housing professional end quote and that housing professionals were quote super extroverted end quote and everything 
like that was changing for me. And so I had to, I had to remind myself like Chris McPeak is Chris McPeak. She is not only Chris McPeak, the housing professional. And, and that was a huge eye opener for me to be able to embrace the fact that I'm, my name is Chris McPeak and I'm not my job. I can do a variety of things and I'm a higher education professional, but I'm also a knitter and I'm also a swimmer and I'm also a podcaster and all of the rest of that stuff. I'm a wife, I'm a daughter, I'm a, a furry mama, all those, th- all those things. So, so getting back to what Brendan was saying that you, um, that you use as your intro, like, hi, my name is Chris McPeak. Oh, hi, my name is Peggy Sue, whatever. And, uh, well, hey, Peggy, it's nice to meet you. What brings you here? And, and that's going to open up the, the answer to that question, that connection that you're now making with that person to be a little bit more than, you know, I am my job and blah, blah, blah. And so I loved the idea that asking that question could get somebody to say like, well, I, I'm just starting a podcast and I want to learn, or I've been podcasting for a little over a year and I want to learn more, or um, I'm a vendor here and uh, the product that I represent is this and blah, blah, blah. So after we shared that, after Peggy shared that with the group, I wound up um, connecting with two other different people sort of in a, in a side group. And, and that was exactly what I said. And I used that, that line, that sentence to be an icebreaker. And I really loved what it was able to create for me in the way of um, making a connection, having a conversation with somebody and not feeling so uncomfortable um, and being very, very willing to share about my show, very willing to talk about my day job, very willing to engage in conversation with that person and to be genuinely interested and not just feel like I'm waiting to talk, to really engage with somebody and learn lots of things about them. And and that has been super nice. And even with that type of conversation, I definitely made connections with people that I think I can help them build additional connection. I met a, a guy who was uh, in the Marine Corps for eight years and he is starting a podcast about helping veterans and he works at JPL in, in Pasadena. And so I said, well, I can introduce you to the, the veteran services coordinator uh, at PCC and this may be a great person to interview for your show, to get you access to other vets that you can interview. And I felt really great. I was like, oh look, I just helped this younger podcaster make a connection and now he has an opportunity to, to grow his show And so that's not necessarily serving my show, but it's giving me some authority and some influence for somebody else. And I think Michael Neely, who's somebody else I ran into yesterday, and I was, I was just on his show a couple weeks ago. I don't know when that episode airs. I'll be sure to let you know, but, um, that's Michael Neely's whole, whole thing is he calls it the authority blueprint. And there's four quadrants in the authority blueprint. I, I want to say they are speaking on stage, writing a book, having a podcast, and I think doing a live event is the fourth one. So that notion of authority blueprint, I'm able to come to this young podcaster and say, well, I, I currently have a show, but uh, this is also another way that I can connect you. Suffice to say that When I started the day yesterday, I was feeling very anxious about attending this conference and being able to make connections that felt genuine and felt good. And by the end of the night, I went home with a bunch of 
new people, new contacts in my, <laughs> in my podcast movement evolutions app that I can now connect with outside of the event and having a very positive networking experience that didn't feel fake and didn't feel uncomfortable and was just really genuinely a lot of fun. Peggy and I had made a pact <laughs> when we when we started the day that we were going to leave the party at 7:30 so that we could both get home early and you know prepare for the next day. And we were there way past eight o'clock. Peggy had to take a, a phone call, and we probably get out of there more like 8:30 instead of instead of 7:30. But you know it was it was okay. Um, because we were enjoying ourselves and we were meeting people in our niche areas, people who want to podcast and want to build their authority. And that felt, that felt really good. So, so I'm here to tell you, dear listeners, that I no longer subscribe to the theory that I don't network and I'm proud of it and here's why. I, I subscribe to the theory that I can attend an event with the safety of a comfortable person with me and and I have an opening an opening question that will make it easier for me to break the ice and learn about somebody in a way that's genuine and doesn't feel fake and I'm really kind of proud of myself and I'm proud of Peggy and I'm happy that I was able to spend time with the women in my mastermind group and meet new people at the same time so so that is my show and it's a show about networking when I never thought I would do an episode on networking because I've always subscribed to completely hating it but no longer so I'm going to sign off now I hope everybody has an amazing week and thank you as always for downloading Elevate Your 8 I'll see you next time Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I'd love for you to hit that subscribe button and then scat on over to leave a rating and review for Elevate Your 8. This ensures that Apple Podcasts knows we are out there and providing great content for you, the audience. Want 22 new ways to make more time and do the things you love? Go to chrismcpeak.com forward slash elevate for my free guide on rockstar time management. That's chrismcpeak.com forward slash elevate. The guide is free and it's just for Elevate Your 8 listeners. See you next week. Keep elevating.